That was like a sprint to the finish this morning. One second. I have a <laughs> Wow, I'm really, I need to apologize for the hair and the eyebrows are a little Same. crazy this morning. <laughs> oh my God. You look Hi. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I have a friend this morning. Who is it? Oh, he's cute. I like him. Chris's girlfriend, Angel, gave him to me. He's so little, so I don't use oh, him that often, awesome. but he's so cute. I had to today. <laughs> yeah. You need a bigger cup usually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Where to start this morning? I don't Say know. That again. How you cut out. I said where. No, I just said where to start oh, where this morning. Start? How are you? <laughs> where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I've had a rough couple of weeks. Um, I'm nearing the end of my quarantine, and um, we could talk about our peak of the weeks if you'd like yes we yeah. can talk about our peaks of the weeks oh. <laughs> i'm literally i was in my head about it all we, we wanted to do this we wanted to talk about our high points of our week and then i was like mm -hmm. what am i going to talk about and then i started obsessing about that like i normally do and i'm like yeah i don't i don't, I don't know what to say but they're not like life-changing they were just like moments for me so one yeah. of them um was in the middle of this move and all that stuff i was able to just stop and take a bath in my new bathtub and watch a show and just relax yeah. for like an hour or two and it was like the highlight of my life it felt indulgent it felt wonderful and i can't wait to do it again can, can i ask what the show was oh allie mcfield okay. <laughs> You're just chocked full of fantastic shows lately. Yes, I'm going back and rewatching it. And Simon now calls me Callum Feel. Oh, like, he's like, you are her. And like, there's moments in the show where we literally look like the same person, and it's very scary. Like, but yeah, I love it. She's neurotic and weird and whatever. I love her. So, do you yeah. feel you feel at home? I do. I feel really safe there. So, no, we um we've been watching it back. There's like six seasons of it. I remember because I was like young when it originally came out. I was in like I was in like the age my twins are right now. So like 10 ish. Wow. But yeah. um this is hilarious. You'll love this. Um but my mom watched it and I mm -hmm. just remember loving the show because the soundtrack was so good. Like what fourth or fifth grader has an Ellie McBeal soundtrack? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I listened to the hell out of it. And so like you now going back and listening to it. I know like Going back and um, listening to it, watching the show now as an adult, it's hilarious. And it was like, it's a really great show. Do you, like, really recognize great. songs that you used to love? Oh, I'm still, like, singing. Like, Simon's, like, annoyed with me. And I'm like, I love this song. He's like, why do you know every single word? And I was like, because I was, like, a 10-year-old with a lot of feelings hanging out in my room listening to this stuff. And it's all flooding back. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's good. Oh, that's great. Good. How about you? What? What were your high points? I know you said you had a rough couple weeks. Yeah, um, well, Sunday I really turned a corner. Like, I um, felt a lot of the symptoms really dying down, so that was really good. I still can't really taste yeah. much, but um, I think my my highlight for the whole week, my peak for the whole week was um, just Fabian's recording yesterday, just other than me being so sweaty. I <laughs> Because he, like, inspired me to just, like, keep going, man. What yeah. a remarkable person he is. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Just, I, I just, like, and another one of those stories about how, like, struggling hard can, can turn into something beautiful and make huge changes across mm -hmm. the entire country. Um, and I just and love. for him to just be so, like, nonchalant about it all. It's like, exactly. Like, what I had to do, like, you can't help but just fall in love with him and his story. I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, he's so, no, he's so vulnerable and, and positive. And I just love the way he talks about Julianne and the way Julianne talks about him. It's just so sweet. And so uh, that was definitely yeah. the highlight. Because I, I didn't know, you know, when, when we're doing this, you never know how easy or difficult it's going to be to hold a right. conversation with somebody and right. keep it going. And, um, he just jumped right in. I was like, I think he talked for the first 10 guess, minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I you love when we don't have to talk. I know. I know. He just told the whole story and it was, I mean, he was just great. He was great. Yeah. That was definitely the peak for me. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. That was yeah. a good one. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I loved it. Just the last, all, all of them. And, you know, I was, I had guilt about this last night too, because I got on to like my page or whatever and was like thanking them and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't do that for everybody. And I don't want me to like come off as I'm having like favoritism for anyone. Oh, yeah. Because I don't, I would do it for everyone. I just don't want to be obnoxious. Now it's more of like a feeling too. You're like, yeah, you're gonna, I'm so gonna ride this one. Yesterday, it was just, it was so good. I just left it on, on a high note, no pun intended. But it was just yeah. like, it was just so like life filling to like hear his, his story, right? Yeah. I felt that same way about like Vicky's too. I'm just like, all these people that are like coming to hang with us are just the best of the best. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. hard not to be excited. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then get on the live and share it with the world, obviously. Because what else yeah, would you do? <laughs> you know, it felt right. It was impulsive. Mm -hmm. But I do. I, it's it was great. Balance. And we kind of we talked about that with Vicky of, like, how much social media is too much and how much is too much to share. and like, It's all too much. And, like, all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get in my head about that, too, just like the rest of us, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's where I was at with it. Yeah. I think it's great and necessary. Necessary. necessary necessary for sure well we've been getting a lot of feedback from Mir's podcast that aired on monday we have i That's um blown away by it actually yeah yeah even on um so i gifted my brother uh the indistractable book like i ordered it right after we recorded with Nir because as we were talking to him i was like Chris would love this and even when yeah. i explained uh, when it was in the mail he hadn't gotten it yet and I was explaining the book to him. I was explaining the time boxing. And he's like, I already do that. <laughs> I was like, I knew you would love this. Yeah. Something about it. I was like, Anything about making your brain and your life more efficient, my brother is like on top of it. And so mm -hmm. he, he already read it, the whole thing. That's um, awesome. He posted it yesterday in LinkedIn. And I was just like, oh, bro. Yeah. So I love even him. your brother on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know, I know. Book recommendations are fantastic. Yeah, and they're all very like businessy, and he does like highlights from each one, and he does a really good job with that. But, but yeah, yeah even um, on from LinkedIn, there's a lot of support. Um, I even you some of my clients, clients. Yeah, 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 they're they're like, listen to the podcast. I'm getting the book. I was like, oh my god. I know. <laughs> it made me it so, so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I sent it to like literally everyone last year, as you know, like yes. I, I like couldn't get it to everybody fast enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like my dad's been reading it, um, like just other people, you know, it's just, it's nice to know that people are getting something out of it. And it's like, mm -hmm. I will talk about it until I can't anymore. If it yeah. just means like somebody picks it up because it, it was so great. And then talking to Nir and, and just hearing him talk about it, you know, he is sat with like, this concept and these theories and, and this information for so long and he's yeah. so passionate about it you know that there's got to be like i I, I want to share his message just for that alone but like you know that it, it's work and that he's put the time into it for it to be like a successful thing or a successful yeah. model i guess to write about that i want people to have that because it really is not that difficult once you just do it you know right it, it's right. doing a part that is the most difficult and that's what he talks about too. And he doesn't only give tools on how to like implement it into your life. He also, it's a psychology book in a way. And that's what mm -hmm. shocked me because that was really what, um, you know, stuck with me, as you know, my new favorite word, rumination, rumination. <laughs> that I can't yeah. stop saying. Yeah. So it was definitely like a very full circle book for me um, in a place that I never never thought, you know, that I'd, I'd find it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It had some missing puzzle pieces that I never knew I needed. And I just feel like that's, that's what happens when you put effort into something you're so passionate about is people get the nuggets they need, whether they're looking yeah. for them or not. And, um, 
And I somebody gets can't. something at, like different. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so good. There is literally yeah. something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I'll be honest. I, I like I haven't really time boxed, but you now time mm -hmm. box everything, yeah. and you swear by yeah, it. Like, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so like we each got something completely different. It could like if I just picked out what I got from it and you picked out yours, you'd think we read two different books. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, no, totally. But totally. Um, is there, what did you take from it, I guess? Yeah. That you yeah. just are like loving besides rumination, besides that term. Bes that oh, was besides. Such a game changer for you. So that's well, like, I, I'd be happy to talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk well, about that. That was a, Clayton was, I'll, I'll say here too, Clayton was joking with me about all my ums in that episode because I, I felt very nervous. It was our first one back. Um, and it was super early and um, I knew that I was going to share something that I hadn't shared really yet. I've shared it with like my inner circle, my friends. But and, not uh, in a public forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was pretty nervous, but um, I had to thank Nir and I, I, you know, it was time. So I, uh, I talked with him about how ruminating on my negative thoughts kind of like created a, a spiral. I forget what. He, okay, yeah, I have, I have my notes from, from his book right here. Yeah. So he talks about a spiral of, or it's a circle of resist, obsess, ruminate, and give in for, for any kind of like addictive behavior. And my addictive behavior was binge eating because I had an eating disorder, eating disorder for a very long time, um, almost half my life. And I've healed past pretty much all of it, except I had these like residual binging behaviors left over. And, um, I was telling What are some of those just real quick, like just the, the binging behaviors? Or, yeah. Well, the ones that are just, kind of still lingering. So what I thought it was, was me resisting temptation all the time, you know, like, because you mm -hmm. go to the, the gas station and there's, you know, there's food everywhere, like, literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah. People go to work yeah. and there's food. People bring cookies and donuts to work and I work at a gym. Like there's, there's food everywhere. And so what I thought was happening is I was being a good girl. I was saying no to all those things and I was doing it over and over. And then my, I would become exhausted from it. My willpower would deplete. I would be done. And then mm -hmm. I would feel bad for myself and I would just binge eat. I would eat whatever's in the pantry. I would go buy stuff. Like I would just, Binge eating is just whenever you eat in excessive amounts to where like you feel full, but you keep going. You're not eating with your stomach. Right. You're, you're eating with your brain. Um, right. And so I just thought it was something that was a part of my life that I just had to try and control and manage. Um, mm -hmm. But he talks about rumination in this book and it literally unlocked a key for me because I, I wasn't just resisting and giving in. It wasn't just that there was this in between of these negative feelings that I was ignoring and trying to soothe with food. And so I mm -hmm. would, um, I would, the actual exhaustion was coming from the negative thoughts, not from just resisting temptation. And I realized that after I, I, I would feel that way and I would feel the urge and I would notice like, oh, I've been beating myself up over something I did this morning for the last like four hours. And it doesn't like, it's just that the constant, like, why did you do that? God, you look like such an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It and it just leave. repeats. And that's where the exhaustion comes from. And so of course I wanted to soothe myself from that. You know, it was just like what it, yeah. a bad feeling. Yeah. And so, um, Numb it out. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So then I, so that's, that's when I would notice it happening. And I'd, I'd even just be like in traffic driving in my car and I'd like notice my thoughts kind of go down and I would literally say out loud, like I'm ruminating. And then, mm -hmm. and then I would move on to something else and it would literally just create a new thought pattern and I would move on. And, and the, so those, I didn't let myself spiral down into those negative feelings and literally over a month had gone by and I realized like, oh, I have not binge eaten in, in ages. Like, I didn't know how long, and it's not a part of my life anymore. And it's like, I didn't know 
it, it's so funny because, and I said it in the podcast, like it was the stopping binge eating became a byproduct of discovering rumination and not following that train of negative thoughts. Whereas like in the past for like 10 years more, um, I had tried so hard to not binge eat as like the focus. And that was my problem is I wasn't getting to the root and near mm-hmm. helped me find the root. And that was just like, Changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you could see kind of like the light go on and then go back down of like, we don't have to think about this anymore. Like this is it. <coughs> I know what it is now. And now I can move past it. And like, you could see it all over your face, like from the time that you define that term. And you still kind of like, no, you're good. Yeah, or, yeah like, sorry. <laughs> he bit me. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it's awesome. That's a big one for Man. me. I think why time boxing worked for me, like, as because I know that you got so much out for that. So, like, my light switch moment was he he has this moment where he talks and, and he kind of rephrases this throughout the book of, like, where you put your time is where your values are, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And when I started to look at my day, I wasn't doing a lot to say this is who Kala is. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or like yes. what I want to be remembered for or what I felt like was pulling me in towards the direction where I was like fulfilled and felt a purpose and in all those things. Yeah. Um, so, so putting that down on paper and then really working through that. And, and, and it showed me too of like, I have all these ideas, but you can't focus on all of them at once. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? So it really just helped me take all those chunks of my life that felt like I was chasing kind of like that carrot on a string. I was never quite getting there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm holding the carrot now. Because I caught it because I, I understood how to make it work for me and it didn't come without trial and error, but right. It I, never I, does. I like, so <laughs> apt, right. To like hand this book out like candy because yeah. it, it's just like, if you even get like a moment of that where you reclaim some of your life back, like it's so freaking worth it. Like, and, and so that's why he, he talks about time management is pain management. And I think that's such mm-hmm. a beautiful phrase because when we're not spending our time working on our values, like, like prioritizing our family and our careers and our passions and our hobbies and, and not even prioritizing them like in that order, but just with the amount of time that we spend on them, mm-hmm. then it, we feel bad about ourselves. That's just part of being human and, and that can manifest in so many other ways, you know? And, and so I loved that. He's just so like, it's this easy. You time box your day, figure out your priorities, plug it in and boom, like you'll feel better about yourself and your time and the way you're being productive and, and you make progress on your priorities. And that's like, Mm -hmm the biggest thing because a lot of people it's it's like yeah it showed me a lot too what I was prioritizing oh yeah that's that's that I wasn't wasn't prepared for (laughs) that I was not prepared for at all and so I think that's where like the this not the stress but like that's where the difficulty came in of really looking at those and saying okay I'm giving this much time to xyz and a lot of them if I'm honest were people you know that probably didn't deserve my time um, yeah, in activities that didn't, you know, both of those things, but flipping the switch on that and, and really, oh, it's a game changer, but I still, mm-hmm. I have the guilt though of like, am I letting people down? But that's an issue unto itself. Right. Right. You know? Well, but did but you have no parallel? I wanted to ask him if he ever struggled with that, but then it just I... goes back to your values, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's part of, I think, constantly designing your life and refining and making sure you're staying on track, you know, in your bumpers. People just will fall to the wayside just naturally. Um, But did you have anxiety making that switch? Mm Mm-hmm. You did? In this moment. Yeah. Because I was doing this and then, like, right around probably, like, I'm so bad with time frames. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's like a week long. No. Um, for like probably like two to three months after I read Indistractable and really got like immersed in it and like I couldn't stop thinking about it, 
is when I asked Chad to be my, my coach. So uh, all those things were kind of like happening. And yeah. it's when you and I were like fresh into this. And, you know, like there was just so many moving parts, but I felt like an overwhelming sense of it's moving together to kind of form something really great if I just stick with it. Yeah. And so that helped me really like calm the anxiety in those moments, but it yeah. also made me really say like, okay, are you going to change or are you going to get serious and really do this? And if you are like, here's what you want now, put it into your calendar and make it happen. Like it was that, yeah. like that kind of direct for me as far as sorry my soft light and I got excited <laughs> oh oh hey babe <laughs> um well, so, so yeah I don't it was <laughs> so it was all those things like in one in one kind of fail swoop you know mm -hmm. so of course there was days of being or moments you know where I'm like oh my god and then when you have to readjust that when Cause I'm the type of person who, like, if I take the time to like lay it all out, I want it to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. And, and readjusting kind of, you know, hurts my Virgo heart, I guess you could <laughs> say. You know, well, cause it feels counterproductive. Counter yeah. It does. Until we see the progress. Yeah. And it goes back to that whole trusting thing of you have to trust the timing of this is what you want to do. You don't know how you're going to get there, but you have to call for adjustments or, I mean, what are you doing? That's life, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you can't let those like set you back or feel like I can't do this because time boxing seems, and we talked a little bit about this with Nier too. It doesn't seem spontaneous. It, it, people think like, but th there's no adventure in that, you know? Um, yeah. And so they get, I do get like, that feeling. Just, they don't want it. Yeah. And, and so they don't want to do it. They think, oh, well, this part's not going to work for me. Right. And I say, otherwise, try it, <laughs> try it, Just try it. You might yeah. like it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. It's, I, I am just fascinated by the, the whole process of, of that and what it's meant to my life. So mm -hmm. like I said, I just, I want everybody to have it. And yeah, I adore near, I think he's like one of the greatest people we've ever talked to. Um, yeah, I agree. He's just such a fun guy. Such a fun yeah. guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I got Brendan vibes from his like positive energy and the way he speaks. Yes. You can tell like he's very polished and it, yes. it just, I love that the episodes to are back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I like oh yeah, they are. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause they're months energy. apart. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Go right. back and listen to Brendan's if you like Nears. He's got a ton of like really good tips too on public speaking right. and um, his energy is contagious. So. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's kind of jumped platforms a little bit. So he's really into Clubhouse right now. And so him and I all of his masters. Yeah, and I guess it's like, it's just audio. It's no, oh. it's no video. It's not pictures. That's perfect for really him. Weird. I know. And he is thriving over there. He can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, wherever he goes. After, I don't really. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's all about it. So if you're on there, check him out there. Because that's yeah. where he seems to be recently. But, um, yeah, it's good. And, um, do we want to talk a little bit about Frank or do we want to wait till next week until it airs? Let's, let's Here just you. give the synopsis of Frank. Okay. And then, Sounds and good. then how would you wait. explain Frank? He's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Frank is like, he is such a fireball with a, such an important message that mm -hmm. once again felt a calling and he said he doesn't want to be a funny speaker he wants to be a speaker who's funny and um mm -hmm. his basically his message is on mental health and suicide awareness um and he knows from experience from i i, I think he tried himself he um he fights the ideation at he the top of the hat. he knows people about that yeah. And, um, so it's near and dear to his heart, but he says it in a way where it's not taboo. You can laugh and that opens people's minds and hearts to his message a little more. Cause that's why you have moments where your heart dropped and you're like, should I laugh? Cause I want to yeah. laugh. <laughs> Literally Cal was like in my mind, I was like, I can edit my laugh out if it's too rude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
there was moments for me too that was like that it was like oh my gosh this is just so like can we laugh here and yeah with the world on fire and everything being wrong and everyone misconstruing everything i mean that puts you and i in a vulnerable vulnerable spot on a weekly basis and yeah. sometimes it's hard to like oh we just gotta be respectful yeah there's times when like you can't help but laugh and frank is his episodes full of those moments mm -hmm. but they're so beautiful because they're so honest you know yeah. what i mean yeah and his whole heart is behind it and that's his whole point is like mm -hmm. he wants you to laugh he wants it to be talked about because laughing kind of opens up a window for or i guess a door for people to be able to have certain conversations that might be really too difficult otherwise um mm -hmm. and he just like freaking knocks that door like right yeah, down it really is that's what it is and it's just it's so funny yeah but so it's so so good my um my nine-year-old self that like discovered snl and comedy you know was just like i was geeking out like yeah. i was my nine-year-old self was so proud my nine-year-old self that i was really freaking cool that day that i was talking to that guy i'm not gonna lie <laughs> right uh, i agree and then we find out that he risked his life to save 11 cats and i was like <laughs> You just won so many points in my book. <laughs> and not only that, but like he, what really like got me is we did kind of switch gears halfway through and he started talking mm -hmm. about his new passion project, which we can, if you are curious about that, yes. um, go, go ahead so and give awesome. that episode a listen. It'll air on Monday. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was so cool to get the inside scoop like that. We've never really yeah. had that before. No, we, we kind of got a heard it first here moment, didn't we? Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even realize that that was happening, but yeah, uh, he was just cool. I love that yeah. people's general feedback has just been that they're, that they had fun when they've come on. Yeah. I think that's been one of like, you want to talk peak of the week every week when we hear that, or when people hang up with us and say that they had a good time or that it was fun. That or that they want to hang out with us outside of yeah. this and like have us over yeah. and I'm like, oh. Yes. I know. I'm like, this is, I'm not, I'm not worthy. <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those moments for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's just been yes. really cool to experience. And I'm just so glad that no one would believe me if I was, you know, if we were doing this individually. So oh, yeah. it's so cool to like, have you on this to be like, did that really just happen? Or am I like in my head about this? Am I making it up? It's but, recorded. You know. He said he had fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make that part like extra loud. <laughs> That'll be his quote for the week. I had yeah. fun. <laughs> the only quote, just over and over and over. The only quote. Like, get it. Come hang out with us. It's so funny. Yeah. I know we well, talked about indistractable and stuff like that. What are you reading anything right now? I am. That you're just like obsessed. I okay. am obsessed. I'm obsessed. So I got a new client before I tested positive for COVID. So I. Had him only, yeah, <laughs> so we, we pumped the brakes hard, but um, before we, we got one session in and he was talking to me, he's very um, like forward thinking, wants to stay on top of his knowledge, especially in fitness and health in general too, mm -hmm. which I'm like, you know, you talk about geek over that, that is, that's my jam. So he yeah. was telling me that he just read a book called Why We Sleep. Um, by Matthew something, maybe Walker. Um, okay. He's a PhD and he's studied sleep for literally over 20 years. And like there's the, the book is in four segments, <laughs> four parts, four chunks. And um, we've got, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> segments and chunks. We had to get it in the word in at least once this this okay. uh, coffee conversation. <laughs> so it is, and the first part is just about like how different um, species sleep. Like I learned that birds sleep with half their brain at a time, so they can like literally like keep one eye open and like stay alive. <laughs> so weird. I feel but, I'm bird. Yeah. I'm a bird. <laughs> That's I'm my functioning capacity. What's your party trick? <laughs> I can sleep with half my brain. <laughs> oh my god, so, that's funny. Then it, it gets no, no, it gets really deep into um, 
non-REM sleep, which is like your deep sleep and REM sleep and all like the different components of it and why it's good and why not getting enough of it is bad and what is enough of it. And it literally answers every question you could possibly what imagine. Is about sleep. What, are they, what are they saying is like the perfect amount? And is it the um, same across the board for people? It is the same across the board. And he says that, cause they've done like neuro, the little scan things on people. They've done yeah. hundreds of tests with thousands of people and people who say like, oh, I can get by on like five to six hours. Like when it shows their brain scans in the amount of like recovery they have after their sleep, like you might think that's enough, but it's not. He's saying seven plus hours, ideally eight. Mm -hmm. um, he said there is a, a percentage which is like less than a one it's less than one percent of the population um he said it's more likely to be to have been struck by lightning than be this person but less than one percent of the population has this gene where literally they do they can get by on six hours of sleep and be fully rested and not need an alarm and like clockwork they wake up like that every single morning um Oh, hold on. Guess what? What? The birthday girl has joined. It's Ariana's oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. But happy birthday. Sorry to ruin your morning. Sorry. That's awesome. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ariana. Our photographer extraordinaire. Yes, that's right. She's the best. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, back to sleep. Okay, back to sleep. Sorry. But it really, it talks about um, what sleeping pills do actually do to your body, and even though they get you to sleep, it doesn't really let you go through all the stages of sleep in the REM, and you don't get um, your brain basically goes through like an extreme power wash every time you sleep, and he goes into detail about exactly what happens in non-REM and exactly what happens in REM for that like brain reprocessing and deep clean. Um, and you don't get that when you get on sleeping pills. And he talks about like, that's the saddest part, especially for our older population is like mm -hmm. they have, they have pain. So they're on these medications for pain and a lot of the medications mess with the sleep cycle. So then they're on sleep medication. Um, and it really, it's, that he thinks that that has something to do with um, the onset of dementia and Alzheimer's too. And well, it's so crazy because it's just so parallel to what we were talking about with Fabian too, with PTSD and like yes. those symptoms. I mean, they all sound so similar. He literally said you cannot have a neurological disorder and have proper sleep. It doesn't exist. Wow. And so not to say that one causes That's the other. Powerful. That's I a know. powerful statement. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, the way he talks about sleep, and I mean, like, you read Max Lugavere's nutrition book, and you think, oh, nutrition is everything, and you read this mm -hmm. sleep book, and you're like, oh, no, sleep is everything, so it is a right. combination. Right, I was with the breath book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breath is everything, yeah, and, and it really, mm -hmm. like, you know, you gotta love them, because they emphasize the importance of all of it, but it is, like, a, you need a good, solid mixture of, of good quality everything but mm -hmm. it is incredible the things that it talks about different um sleep disorders and what causes them and that's tragic in and of itself too like he talks about narcolepsy and stuff and it's just it is such a like fact filled like i feel like i have so many like fun facts now <laughs> so that's awesome it's a great book. I, yeah it's gonna help you and your clients like so tremendously and just like yeah. people in your life that you talk to about it i mean that's that's good information plug the book one more time what's the name of it why we sleep i think by matthew walker okay. i think I'm, I'm i might be getting the author's name wrong but it's why we sleep and, we'll find um, it and post it in the stories or whatever if yeah. anybody's interested it's truly am. awesome it's really, really great. Do they say that you can oversleep or is that, is that a yeah. thing? Do they talk about that? He does. He, he talks a little bit about that. Um, he talks about basically you should, if you're getting quality sleep, you should, eight hours should be plenty. And he said that people who sleep more, it's kind of like a, um, like a upside down, kind of like a peak, right? So like you have okay. health improvements up until eight and then you go like nine, 10, 11 hours and it starts kind of going down. But 
he said that usually people who sleep that long have some kind of illness. And so he doesn't know if the decrease in health is because of the illness that's making you sleep longer. Because oh. he, said, he said that sleep has never been proven to cause any real problems. So he thinks that it's because the people are sick that they sleep longer and that's why their health is. And so their body needs that for recovery. Yeah. But then you yeah. can push it even past that where it's to a point where it's not even healing anymore. It can right. be detrimental. <clears throat> is that well, sleep cannot be detrimental on its own is what he's saying. He said there's never yeah, been a study that with, says. With that though, like right. if you're on all those like drugs or not well and you can't yeah. get up and move. Yeah, like, it's usually the sickness right. or the medication that's making you sleep for like way longer than eight hours. So, that's but he's no saying crazy. eight hours is enough. And um, he has little like tips on like wearing the blue light blockers before bed, keeping your room at 65 degrees. Um, it's, uh, it is like the sleep Bible. It's such a good book. I, I never thought I would yeah, care. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. And he talks about too, cause a lot of my clients, they'll have like a, a drink a day, you know, usually in the evening. And he talks about how even one drink, like one glass of wine, what it does to your body, um, and what it does to your sleep. And, um, it makes what me think it Hit us with some well, more facts this morning, Leanne. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah. You want more facts? I got some facts for you. I actually, do you want, but the, the most fun fact that I learned, and then I'll get back to what alcohol does to you when you sleep. But the most fun fact that I learned is that seals, no aquatic, okay, so no aquatic animal goes into REM sleep because when you're in REM sleep, your brain literally paralyzes your body. So it's so that we can't get up and reenact our dreams. So we're not like running into walls or like, I don't know what your dreams are, but my dream that I'm like late to school. Well, that's so, I'd be so curious about that because I, there's like deep rooted into my family on like the male side specifically, like it's even been passed on to my kids have like night terrors or like oh. manic dreams and sleepwalking where they like will interact so, what they're doing in, in almost a violent way, like towards people that they care about. Like it, it's oh, a real wow. thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, he says that it's sleepwalking if you woke up a sleepwalker, which you're not supposed to do, but if you did, um, they can't remember what's going on. And that's not just because they forgot their dream. It's because they're in non-REM. They're in deeper, they're in deep, deep sleep. Um, so they're not actually dreaming. Um, they're just, and, and usually that's a sign of um, sleep deprivation is what he said. Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. Hello. Oh, yeah. No, okay. you're good. You're good. What? Uh, yeah, you're back. You're back. <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, really? <laughs> We're back. Hey, Allie. Callum McBeal. <laughs> That's wild, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because they were talking about people like, who like commit crimes like <laughs> in their sleep. And, and he like, gives a, he, yeah. Like, it's from extreme sleep deprivation and usually sleeping medication. Gambian. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about a very scary story about a guy that did that, but, um, okay. Back to seals. I have to, I have yeah. to get this one out. So, no, um, so all aquatic animals do not go into REM sleep because it would paralyze their bodies and they need to be able to just like kind of, you know, stay afloat. They're in water, so they can't really rest. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, but seals, when they sleep on land, they can go into REM sleep. So they get an even better, more regenerative, regenerative sleep on land. So when you see like the seals and the walruses like sunbathing, they're like having the best dreams of their lives. I just thought oh that was the cutest. Uh, seals are just living. That yeah. That's what we all are. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Isn't that cute? That's um, very cute. I sleep yeah. better on the beach too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Don't we all? <laughs> um, okay, alcohol. I want to well, learn about this too. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know all the specific details, but basically, like, alcohol is a sedative. So even though, like, people say, like, oh, I need a couple drinks to, like, loosen up, it's still mm -hmm. a sedative because it shuts down certain parts of your brain. Like, it shuts down the prefrontal cortex, which is the one that 
is like the inhibitor, like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't do that. It's the one that like makes you second yeah. guess your decision. Um, so yeah. that's why like you, you're a little more loose, but um, as you keep drinking, it shuts down other parts of the brain too. Um, one of them being, I think the hypothalamus, and I don't remember what that does. He talks about it so much in the book, but yeah. basically um, it shuts down certain parts of your brain. So you can't get into, it can't create the brain waves that literally like wash through your brain um, to get like your memories from the day, from your like temporary memory storage to your permanent memory yeah. storage. Um, and it doesn't let the, like, it can't create the waves to like fully, I guess, essentially like nourish your brain and, and get you ready for the next day. So you'll wake up and it causes you to have micro wakings. So okay. like you, you won't remember it, but you will wake up like randomly throughout the night and usually go to the bathroom or, or just toss and turn. Um, so it'll get you to bed cause it's a sedative. But just like sleeping pills, it's almost the same thing. It'll get you to sleep, but the quality of sleep that you have is is horrific. And if you do that every night of your life, he's saying essentially like you're giving yourself brain damage because your brain can't catch up. It's really it's sad. Natural, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even with one drink. I, I know they talked about like the alcohol. Do they talk about food and like is there rules of when you should stop eating before you sleep or anything like that? Did you go into any of that? <clears throat> Literally, there's like one paragraph. Okay. Um, he talks about a study that showed that people who uh, eat 70% or more of their um, food from carbohydrates, usually sugars, um, mm -hmm. have way poorer quality sleep. 69 and below is kind of like up to your body as long as it's not all like shit refined carbs. Yeah. But basically his only advice on food, which is kind of like, he really sticks to sleep. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't like yeah, go I'm, out of I'm just curious because I, I, I'm just so curious with the interaction between all of it. That's why I yeah. didn't know if he touched on it at all. Well, he said, don't go to sleep too full or too hungry. Cause he said that, cause people have used the, um, example of different tribes like hunter gatherer tribes only needing five to six hours of sleep and they're some of like the healthiest people you've ever seen mm -hmm. um but they are hunter and gatherers they're constantly starving they're they're um you know they're trying to catch their food each day he said the average amount of calories that they've tracked in the hunter gatherer population is like 1300 a day if you spread it out throughout the year so a starving body will keep your brain awake because it has to eat over sleep. So if you put your, you, if you put your body in that situation where you're chronically underfed, then you will lose sleep and your brain will be okay with it. But that doesn't mean that you're healthy. It doesn't mean your brain's right. getting what it needs. It just means it's prioritizing eating over sleeping, I guess, in a way. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So you don't want to overeat. Um, because then like your blood flow or, is all in your gut trying to digest all the food and you don't want to under eat um, because then you'll stay awake trying to forage essentially your brain thinks um, and you can't get good sleep either way. So, so I wonder if that's why like, in the middle of or right before bed I always have like a sugar like I need a snack. <laughs> yeah I do that's what I'm really thinking I'm like it's, but it's because I probably haven't I, and I notice this, especially on days when I have it stuck to like a nutrient dense diet. Like that, yeah. I know what I need and I don't eat enough calories. Like I know that it's a problem I've had my whole life. So if mm -hmm. my body's constantly in that, like, the state of state, yeah, yeah. That, I think that does make the spikes or like the binging and, and purging stuff like we were talking about earlier. And yeah. you know, that's more me <laughs> um, yeah. side of things is, yeah. Like, I can see where they, like, flare up, like, send up a signal of, like, we're going to have you react this way right now, you know? Yeah, or, you know, yeah. Different behaviors come out in different ways. It's very interesting. Brain it'll be less... <laughs> Say that again. I didn't hear the last like, part. Brain health is just the coolest, you know, of, like, how... It really can... is. <clears throat> you would love the book. I think <laughs> anyone who's curious about <clears throat> why sleep is important and, like, if they underestimate sleep or cr you know you're chronically getting not enough sleep like read that book and you'll reevaluate because it's 
Andy talks about, I'm so guilty. I'm a snoozer. Like my alarm goes off. I'm just, nope, snooze. Like right away, that big orange on my phone. I just beeline for that orange button. But he says like, it's not good for our hearts to wake up startled every single morning. Right. So if you can try not to use an alarm, that's not for everybody, but I'll tell you about the alarm me and Clayton have, which is really cool. Um, but, uh, he said, if you can't avoid it, don't snooze. Cause you're literally like jump starting your heart every time you snooze. And, uh, it's over weeks and months and years that jolt is going to, you know, it's not doing good things to our hearts. And I was like, Oh God. Cause I'll snooze like four times sometimes in the morning. Cause I'm just in denial that I have to wake up. No, <laughs> Ariana says same. Yeah. yeah, Ariana's a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, snoozer. snoozer. You can snooze on your birthday, <laughs> not yeah, other days. But, um, <laughs> but we have this alarm clock. I got it for Clayton a long time ago. Haley, too. She's a snoozer. <laughs> Bunch of snoozers in here. Hey, you're still up. It's, it's in the 7 a.m. time. You're doing great. Um, but it's this alarm that um, I heard about it on Mind Pump. It's this, like round kind of like big light it's like a globe kind of thing uh -huh. and instead of like the er, 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 waking you up with a noise it slowly like gets brighter and brighter to, for, yeah, for like 15 minutes so it's like a sunrise and it is like you you yeah you like are like is it morning and then you see the the it's like, it, you feel like Snow White waking up like Disney princess. Oh, yeah, it's so great. But no, so I got it for Clayton, and now I never let him use it because he started using it at 4.30 in the morning, and then I would be like, my brain's like, it's morning, and then I can't go back to sleep, and I'm just pissed, so. Yeah, oh, that's funny. But I'm thinking I'll start using it. It, so it was $100 on Amazon when I got it, and it is worth every penny because you literally, like, you you don't get startled awake you you like your brain's like i think it's morning and then you just wake up and you're like it is morning mm -hmm. and that's that's how you wake up it's wonderful <laughs> and you can cool. add different sounds too that will get louder if you wanted birds chirping if you wanted like music it can slowly get louder with the <laughs> you literally feel the birds chirping i'm like i just see simon shooting up the bed with like a gun <laughs> That's awful. And then Porter starts barking, and then your heart gets a jolt yeah, anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I, speaking of that, though, how um, how are you settling in? She moves, everybody. Good. It's good. Yeah. Who knew Alabama was where we were going to land? Um, I'm so happy to be here. Everyone's literally been so welcoming. Everyone from the cute little post office to like the FedEx drivers. Everyone is just like, welcome to the neighborhood. So chatty, so friendly. Like it's, it's awesome. Like I yeah. don't think I would ever have like country life, you know, but <laughs> yeah, small town living. Yeah. It's so wild. I did have like one moment where I was like, Dallas, I need you right now. <laughs> 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 I need to be back. And that's when I had to go to our tiny little uh -oh. grocery store. Are you there? I want to hear the moment. Oh, no, it's just when I had to go to that tiny little grocery store in my new town. Can everybody hear me in my back? Boo. No? Well, if you can hear me, I had to go to the grocery store. It's a tiny little store with, like, hardly anything. And, you know, I couldn't find my kombucha. I couldn't find my minced garlic and all these things that I love. So I just, I had a moment of just wanting to be needy and back in the big city, but I can tell you can't hear me. So, oh, Haley can hear me. Okay. <laughs> Leanne, I don't know what happened to your audio. That's okay. We're almost at time anyway. Oh, 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 oh. Can you hear no, us? It literally sounded like you were giving me a piano solo. It was like, meow, 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 meow. can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad everyone can hear me. Anyway, uh, it wasn't that good of a story. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. No, it was just, I went to the grocery store, couldn't find the, you know, fancy things I'm used to having at my disposal, <laughs> and I had a moment of weakness, and I had to pull myself back up, you know, by my bootstraps, essentially, because the kids were with me, and we just needed to 
learn together that this was our new normal and we were going to make the best of it really so there's just been tons of like teaching opportunities that way lately with the kids so it's been pretty cool um where's my red quinoa they only have the white quinoa <laughs> Well, I don't have Wait, that. can you I share the name of the grocery oh. store? <laughs> like an expiration. Like it is yeah. no joke. But no, it's just it's fun. It's it's cool. It gives us more reason to plant our own stuff. But yeah. If my oh, only yeah. problem in the past two weeks has been that I couldn't run to the corner and get some kombucha, then I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're all learning lessons now. Oh, God. I mean, it's one of those two. It's just so ridiculous that I'm like, like, just be grateful that you're alive and have, like, water. Like, yeah. just stop. You know, like, it's not But when, when the grocery store has land at the end of the name, you're in a little yeah. bit of trouble. You've got some adjusting to do. <laughs> I'm not driving 20 minutes into town. Go to Publix or yeah. to one of like the nice restaurants. I think um, I think you will. <laughs> I've got to box that into my schedule. My, yeah, my you do. Longer longer periods of time. Yeah. But that's that's cool. It's fun to like experiment and do all these things and see what yeah. works and what doesn't. I'm doing lots of like grocery store pickups and calling Simon. Like you have to pick this up on your way home from work. <laughs> that's efficient. <laughs> Those have been funny moments too, and like things that work in our own house don't really like have a spot here. So I'm like ordering mm. new things, and so every day after a long day of work, bless him, he's been coming home and like putting shelves together and hanging things on <laughs> You know, as I unbox things during the day and like find out where I want it, he's just coming home and and helping me make this place like even more and more settled. So it's been fairy godfather. <laughs> Yeah, I want this here and this here. Basically, what it is. Make it happen. If I can hold it up with command strips, I'll do it myself. But if it's anchored to a wall, I'm going to hold off and wait till I have the extra set of hands. Don't give me a hammer. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. But you know, like any relationship, when you're tired and it's new and you just want to do your own thing, you get irritable with each other. So there's been moments of that, but it's, it's funny because now we just walk up and just hug each other until we can like move back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love me for a minute. So I don't kill you. That's where we're at. Aww. You'll be closer from it. You know, it's like all these new, new experiences and we're just in this together. It's been really, really fun. Really I know funny. between between listening to you and seeing like Keely's stories and she's all in the snow and they have deer in their yard and you're like in the yeah, woods. I'm just like I've got like an itch. Oh my god. <laughs> models out there with their like perfect dog and they're just they belong in the snow. They're where they're supposed to be right now for sure. You gotta stock up on your flannel. <laughs> right on time. Uh, yeah, there's people here. There's the, the forty Q at the at the beginning of this, so yeah. I'm well, literally I'm gonna go because he'll be howling. The whole yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you guys for being here with us this morning and popping in. Or if you watch it later, we appreciate you. Um, happy birthday, Ariana! <laughs> if you haven't listened to the latest episode with Nirael, please go check it out. It's one of the best. We have new episodes coming every Monday from here on out. We are we're booked. So stay tuned and we will see you back here hopefully next Thursday. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, we invite you to come be a part of the HDC community. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Have the Convo. For information on all of our shows, guests, and more, visit htcpod.com. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Talk soon.